0: Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy.
1: We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of KidsWees.com. I'm here in the studio today with Amy Oztan of SelfishMom.com. Hello. Hi, Amy. And on the phone, we have Andrea Smith, technology guru extraordinaire. Hi, you guys. Andrea is not joining us in the studio today because she did not want to brave the gridlock alert day in New York City. We are recording two days before Thanksgiving, but Uh that doesn't matter. Every day is Thanksgiving in New York City because (laughs) we record in the middle of it all near Radio City and the Big Giant Tree Rock Center and everything else. So um, we're basically in probably the safest part of New York City and the most hard to get to yeah. New York City over the next six weeks.
2: Impossible. And Impossible. I have to say, right before we started recording, my Google Maps showed basically a red line between my house and new york city you know midtown (laughs)
1: right straight red line permanent they just put it in a sharpie because it's permanent (laughs) and it
2: doesn't mean this way to santa this means avoid at all
1: costs
2: (laughs) please avoid please avoid um but the good news is and please don't be jealous i'm starting to pull together my thanksgiving ingredients Woohoo! totally jealous.
1: I'm not going to start till, like, Thursday morning. (laughs) I know, totally jealous. I'm actually just baking, because I'm bringing desserts. So I am not cooking this year. Usually I host, but my dad is hosting this year. So speaking of food, this is our all-food edition of Parenting Bites. Our first topic, we're going to talk about actual food. And the foods we think about when we think about Thanksgiving and the holidays and what we like to make and where you can find those recipes for better or worse. And then we are going to handle in topic two, really cool gadgets and apps and technology that's going to make your cooking, baking holiday life easier. Um, And then we'll have our bites of the week, which may be both BYTES and (laughs) BITES this week. Um, So let's jump right in with topic one. And I'm going to start because Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, but growing up, um, my Thanksgivings were totally different than the Thanksgivings that my kids have grown up with, and I I feel bad about it. But when I was growing up, um, we would go to Michigan, which is where my extended family is, and we had between 30 and 50 people. Um, at my Aunt Judy's Whoa. and she would bring you. I mean when I was in college I went to Michigan like she'd be like bring friends bring, like. They, <laughs> she didn't care she just packed in so many people she loved having as many people as possible. Was it I have, sit down? Like, sit down. Oh my totally God. sit down she would just keep adding like more card tables to the end of that table with another tablecloth on it and I have a bazillion you know I have all my cousins my cousins have cousins and everyone was sort of one big extended family um and we had a very Midwestern Thanksgiving. And so to me, that means these are things I do not make in my own Thanksgiving. <laughs> so it makes me sad. But there are things I totally think of when I think of Thanksgiving. One was seven-layer salad. Which I'm was, guessing that doesn't have lettuce in it. <laughs> I think one one layer might one lettuce. layer is lettuce, <laughs> um, maybe under the mayonnaise layer. <laughs> I'll have to get a rest. I'll put the recipe up. But um, and a lot of people, I think, if you don't live in the cities, probably know what I'm talking about. But my, that was what my mom made. My mom, and I know it involved mayonnaise and frozen peas for Ew. sure. <laughs> yes, and it makes you have to do it in a glass bowl so you can see all the yeah. layers. It's very '50s, like like on um, Friends when yeah. Rachel makes the trifle. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, it smells like feet and then we always had Tex-Mex dip which is also total 50s like right out of a can layered dip um the spinach dip that where you carved out the center of the pumpernickel loaf and then you <laughs> love stick that. the dip in the middle I love that I love that too except um, with sourdough I might actually mm-hmm. have to make that this year and um jello I know this is like some jello. Weirdest thing. I know that the pilgrims did not have it but um, jello is a t- at every Midwest meal there's Ew. always room for jello and I think maybe also very um, Jewish I think this like it's like a very bubby thing. I actually have my grandmother's copper jello molds and she had a million of them and you if you could make and it can't just be a jello, you don't pour the stupid jello in the mold and leave it. No, no. You do it in layers and you make a rainbow (laughs) jello or you do you add um sour cream a cream cheese you make it pastel colored oh yes and it have like bananas and walnuts in it yes and it's so i I, it's it's so beautiful on the table it sounds so disgusting it's so pretty um so those are my like serious thanksgiving things they were always i mean it was always just a massive buffet and like tons of like they would make a giant turkey but then they'd also make like another breast and like some legs like there was just so many people to feed and of course like you know sweet potatoes with marshmallows sweet potatoes without marshmallows whatever my thanksgiving now and also like so the best part of all that though was really my cousins like we would just have the best time for like three days four days um, there were years where we got snowed in in Michigan. Like, it was just awesome. My poor kids. It's just like them yeah. on Thanksgiving with Same me with and mine. my husband. The so four of us and my mom and, like, my sister and my brother-in-law and now my niece. Um, it's kind of lame. Like, it's just us. It's really just dinner.
2: Like I think you just, need to make jello.
1: I'm totally <laughs> making jello now. I'm 100% going right to the store after this, and I'm not buying no stupid, like, fancy weirdo jello. I'm buying J E L L O jello, yeah. Jell-O um, and I'm totally busting out one of those, my grandma's jello molds tonight. Please but don't put sour cream in it. I can't get over that. You have to that. do sour cream in uh. one layer because it makes it pretty. It makes it pastel. Can you put Cool Whip in it? Oh, yeah. That would be better. I've never. I don't know if you can put Cool Whip. I have to look. I actually have like a Jello cookbook from the 50s. Oh my that God. I think my mom got me at a vintage bookstore once. Um, I have a bunch of 1950s cookbooks that I love, love, love. Um, and I obviously would don't ever make anything. Mostly they involve a can of Campbell's cream and mushroom soup. <laughs> That's usually every single one of them at some point you add a cre- can of cream and mushroom soup. Um, but I don't know. there's something very um, it's retro jello. I think we should bring jello back. It's like retro I hate hipster. hate it. Oh, you hate jello. hate jello. Even just, without all the word stuff in to it. me, it just tastes like, my childhood like it's like a go and I can't buy those pre-made jello cups in the grocery store no 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 it has to be in a really pretty mold because it, I like jello pudding oh I love Jell-O just not pudding. jello gelatin I love jello pudding those are like I don't know that's a whole other show like my craft singles jello pudding like the gross things yeah. that I still am like so happy to eat I'm with you on the craft singles yeah those are nothing fun. better than the craft single so that's my Thanksgiving. And now now we do fancy Thanksgiving. So now yeah. it's not fancy, but like I buy an organic turkey right. and I make that from scratch and we always have like Brussels sprouts and um stuffing of course. I still do my mom's stuffing recipe, which is still like the basic sausage, onions, mushrooms, celery Really good I have tried so
0: many different stuffing recipes over the years and I always go back to stovetop. I love oh, it. Oh see, I won't do stovetop. Loved That's so it. funny. See, I don't like the
1: pre-seasoned. Mm, it's so good. My daughters love it too. They love stovetop. So don't do it.
0: My Thanksgiving when I was growing up, one thing stands out. Um, We were vegetarian, we were all vegetarian when I was growing up. I am now the only member of my family left who is still vegetarian, but when I was little we all were. So my mom every year, I don't know if it was every year, but a lot of the time, would make a chickpea turkey. She would actually (laughs) like, you know, like regular chickpea burger, you know, usually fry it up like a burger, Um, she would mold that into the shape of a turkey. And put it over stuffing and, like, make little drumsticks and legs and stick them on with toothpicks. And so I made one over the weekend. Oh, that's awesome. Just, like, kind of as practice to see if I could do it because I had never made one. And it turned out really well. I'm going to put it on my blog today. So by the time you hear this, it will be up. And it's so cute. So what happens when you slice it? When you slice it, you kind of slice it like a cake. So you get, like, an outer shell of chickpea and then stuffing. So you're They're just stuffing inside, bake it, and it like the chickpea comes together. Well, it's like, like, like falafel, kind of like falafel. Like I put other, I put carrots and potatoes in it. So I mold it to the inside of a Pyrex bowl, and then when it's done cooking, I put the stuffing inside and then invert it over a plate. So it's like this, it, it's like a big dome, and then I put on, <laughs> I put on the legs and the drumsticks, and I swear it looks like a little turkey. That's <laughs> awesome, <laughs> like yeah. a cornichean. Yeah. No, the thing is like. Baking it like that, it doesn't taste anywhere near as good as if you're like frying them up as burgers. Because right. you're not frying it, you know. It's, it's, anything baked is not so going to taste as good. Out how to fry it. I do. I need to figure out how to fry it. Like, in dome shape, <laughs> um, but it's it's for presentation. It's so that the vegetarians Amy, can have a turkey you to should carve. Should
1: invent the little mechanism that's going to allow you to deep fry <sighs> the chickpea for all the vegetarians out there. You could be. You could have your own infomercial. I could for the
0: chickpea. I could turkey. be the Billy Mays of chickpea turkey. <laughs> so, so like it has to be something that would like keep it in its shape but let oil into the deep fryer. Right? Yeah, I
2: have to like think a about man this. bun for turkeys.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, Andrea, what are you making?
2: So I cook Thanksgiving every year here, and I have to say my son is 25. So this has been before um, he was born. So I have two sisters who live very close by. I'm very lucky. And my mom, who's still in the city, as you guys know. And so we rotate holidays, and my older sister got Christmas, my younger sister got Hanukkah when it wasn't on top of Christmas, Mm. and I got Thanksgiving. And the best part for me is that everybody just knows that Thanksgiving is at my house There's no discussion. It's just always here. Um, But I have to say, I have not varied my menu a whole lot in 25 years. Although I did, you know, I do a big turkey, and then I also do a turkey breast separately because so many people like white meat. And I do the sweet potato with marshmallows, and my nieces always used to fight. Whoever was the youngest got to put the marshmallows on the sweet potatoes. (laughs) and my older sister does amazing stuffing so nobody nobody takes that away from her. And my younger sister does great at going to Fairway and buying pie. <laughs> So she does that. That's an important job. It is. So I bought. I bought two right? pies.
1: I will admit, I bought two pies because I'm bringing dessert, and I was like, I can only bake so much because there's actually 12 of us this year. Yeah. And like I, I, I did it. It was a school fundraiser. We have two amazing uh, parents oh, at our school. So we they were this, homemade, just yeah, not by you. They own this incredible bakery, and <laughs> so they do it as a fundraiser for the school. I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I now mean, I there's the nothing
2: chocolate. wrong with that.
1: Yeah, I'm all for that. I, I will say though. I'm not a fan of the catered Thanksgiving. No, and I will. No. Be, I will be having one this year. Um, but I, I, there are two things I don't like about it. One, everything gets dried out, especially the turkey. Two, you don't ever have leftovers. Like whenever mm. you're ordering enough for everybody, like that's all you get. And so, like the best part of Thanksgiving, I think, is the Tupperware after <laughs> that you get your stuffing and your turkey, and the next day you make like a sandwich out of it with the cranberry sauce. So I feel like I'm actually in my mind thinking. I have to make some stuff to have yeah. in my house. Like I might have to make some stuffing. I might have to make like a, just a turkey breast. Just my, to have we're it. actually a dark meat family. I mean, I don't eat it, but my kids um, they like dark meat, so we could do a Disney turkey leg, like one of those Big Mama ones. <laughs> oh, that's what you should
0: do. <laughs> well, you know, last year one of the appetizers that I made. Um, I, I'm vegetarian, but I make meat for other people. My mom's there. My you know my husband, my daughter eat meat. Um, but one of the appetizers that I made last year was deep fried. So on Friday morning, the fryer was still out. So I took every single leftover that we had and breaded breaded it and deep fried it to see <laughs> oh what would God. taste good. Yeah, everything, desserts, everything. The desserts <laughs> I put in batter. I didn't put those in breading. Um, but believe it or not, the winner was
1: breaded deep fried stuffing. Oh, I believe it. it. Was oh, I bet that was awesome. That oh, oh, was so nappy. good. It's kind of like almost like an um, like an arancini ball like yeah. the rice balls that are fried, yep. which are so unbelievably good. Yeah. Um Mac and cheese too. Oh that's oh, always yeah. good. Breaded <laughs> and deep fried. <laughs> deep fried. Anything really. Maybe Amy will put a post up about that. Yeah. What, what you can and can't do. I think I did last year. You might have. Um so when you guys have Thanksgiving, Andrea, you just described the way you divide up the labor. And I think right. Thanksgiving is one of like the great potluck Meals where no. you can you can assign things to people. No, no, no. Amy. I do everything. You do everything. I don't want anybody Why? in my kitchen. But it's
2: because you're a control freak. Well, they yes. don't have to
1: be in your kitchen. They could bring it. No. and you just have to reheat. But oh, see, maybe that's the thing.
0: Like we, the only person who's coming who doesn't live in my house is my mom, and she's traveling. Oh, and yeah. I just want her no, no, no. to come and relax anyway. Um, but no, it's my favorite thing about Thanksgiving and Christmas is spending the whole day in the kitchen. I love it. Everybody's job is to just stay the hell out of my way.
1: <laughs> and I'm totally in my element and I love it. So I'm I'm basically the same way, like to the point, like I don't even want people coming into the refrigerator and getting water.
0: <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Go out. You're messing out with my out. flow.
1: Um, but it's also we have a small kitchen. I'm in a New York apartment. And but I do feel like my kids, the only way they're ever going to learn how to make all these things, particularly a rainbow jello mold. Um, is Essential me, knowledge. Because I learned um, from my grandmother. I didn't learn those things from my mom. Um, I learned them from my grandmother because my grandmother, she actually she cooked okay, certainly with a can of cream and mushroom soup, but she baked a lot. Um, and I started baking with my grandma. So I feel like my daughters, they see me cook. I cook, I would say, four to five nights out of seven every week, but... I just think Thanksgiving's a perfect time for them to help and to make stuff because there's something lovely about you're also feeding like more than just your immediate family after they're really involved in it you do a lot of baking like I feel like that's always easier for kids than necessarily the cooking um, but there's a lot of chopping like I feel like mm-hmm. if I'm going to make stuffing and I'm going to have to chop all those mushrooms all that celery onions I'm trying to think what else is in I have thing. to chop the bread.
0: Like, like eight cups worth of small diced stuff for the gravy
1: because my husband
0: likes to have a lot of gravy left over. I should put the kids to work on that.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that's a good time to put them to work.
2: So I have to tell you, you're talking about the whole getting kids involved. So, and as I said, my sister always makes this stuffing and she makes amazing stuffing. She enlisted her daughter, my niece, I'm going to say since she was, you know, young, early on, and every year it was my niece Jenna's job to help make the stuffing. And she made amazing stuffing and always took great pride knowing that when we put it on the table, we said, oh, and the stuffing, and of course we'd say, and Jenna made it. Well, when my niece decided to write her essay to apply to college and tried to find something personal to write about, it was not any of the amazing trips she'd been on. It was not on any of the volunteer work she did or teaching kids she wrote about the process of making stuffing every year for Thanksgiving oh, that's dinner. Awesome! Wow! And I almost cried when I read her essay, which totally got her into Stanford. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not reading anything else like that.
2: And it was amazing, and that really became a part of her tradition and her life and her contribution to our family. So absolutely, get your kids involved.
0: Yeah. You know, a few months ago, I, I actually won a blogging award at a conference for a post that I wrote about making macaroni and cheese with my grandmother. There's just something so emotional about cooking yep. when you're when you're a kid. I mean, it really it brings back so many memories. I know.
1: That's how I feel about the rainbow jello mold. S- <laughs> no, that's still disgusting. I actually wrote a whole post totally not about Thanksgiving, but about Rosh Hashanah one year. Maybe it was about Passover. It was one of the Jewish holidays where I said, "I um, my grandmother's joke which she has passed on to me is a lot of Jews will say they're cultural Jews, like Catholics will say they're cafeteria Catholics." Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even that. We <laughs> joke that we're culinary Jews. <laughs> Wait, right. I might be a culinary Jew and not <laughs> Jewish. You totally are. And I wrote a whole post on how the way I feel like um, I honor my ancestors is making kugel. Like there is something about that process of making a recipe and bringing to the table something that has been handed down to you that to me is more alive with the memory of your relatives than Mm -hmm. anything else. Then I can't imagine what else. Oh, I'm I am giddy about serving my mom a chickpea turkey alongside the
0: regular turkey
1: (laughs) this year because I've never made one for her. It's I can't wait. That's awesome. All right. I'm gonna Amy's gonna take a picture of her turkey, which she probably already did. And then I'm gonna take a picture of my rainbow jello mold, which I've now (laughs) obviously am making. (laughs) So I better get on it because it takes a really long time because each layer has to firm up before you put the next layer on. So anyway, we will be right back with the coolest gadgets, gizmos, apps, and everything you need to cook up a storm.
0: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy.
1: All right. We are back. I'm tackling topic two, which is the coolest gadgets, gizmos, and apps for cooking. And Amy already warned me that she had to maybe cut herself off because she had a list of so many things. Um, So I'm going to start with you, Amy, because... You have a mission. Yeah, you know, I'm not
0: even sure that all of these are the coolest, but they're, they're just the ones that I wouldn't want to live without, you know. Um, the, I, the people that I know in my life who are chefs, they hate gadgets. Right, like anything they just that, want a good knife. Yeah, they just want, like, a knife and a cutting board, and that's all they need. I love the gadgets. Um, but the things that I find absolutely essential, you need a kitchen scale. If you do baking, you need a kitchen scale. It is so much easier to weigh all of your ingredients. Liquids, too. Than uh, than to measure everything out, so you need one of those, an oven thermometer. If your stuff isn't coming out right, your oven probably isn't the temperature that your oven is telling you that it is. They're so cheap, yeah, like ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. So you need one of those, Um, and an instant-read thermometer too. You can use that for liquids. You can stick it into meat. You can. It's just essential. And again, like you can get a good one for fifteen dollars. These are not expensive things. Um, Now, this one, a potato ricer. But I never use it for potatoes. <laughs> potato ricers are stupid for potatoes. It takes so long to like do a bowl of mashed potatoes in them. But so many recipes that I use use spinach. And the spinach has to be dry. You have to squeeze out all the liquid from it, which is like impossible if you do it in a towel. You do it with a potato ricer. And it works amazingly. Also great for making baby food. I never did that. Oh, yeah. Never really made baby food. <laughs> <laughs> um, an immersion blender. Because there's so many things that, like, why would you take it out of a pot and put it in a blender and then put it back? No, you just need an immersion blender and you're done.
2: Can you talk about
0: what that is? Yeah, it's like it's like a stick blender that you stick into a pot or into a bowl. Uh, and, okay. And, like, you wouldn't want to, like, you're not going to do ice with it. You still need your blender for things like smoothies and, like, really hardcore stuff and chopping and all of that. But, like, if you're doing a soup and you're supposed to get it a little smoother, or a, I use it on tomato sauce all the time so much easier. And then like you basically just rinse it off and it's clean and you're done. Right. Um, a garlic peeler because peeling garlic is a pain in the butt and you just have one of those little things where you put the garlic clove in and you roll it around and it peels it you really fast. Whack it?
1: I always just whack it with a knife.
0: No, it's so much quicker. <laughs> no, no. I like my peeler. Um, and then this is one of my favorite little gadgets. I have this Parmesan cheese um, grater, shredder where you don't have to like take it apart and clean it each time. It actually stores the parmesan cheese inside of it and what? then you so, like makes you, that. Um I it's need by Xylus. Okay, All right. so I'll put up a link. It's awesome. So like you just leave the cheese in there, put a cap on the end where the cheese comes out and put it in the fridge. That's awesome. Yeah. The, I, I use l- so much Parmesan. Oh, we eat so much pasta, and we,
1: we use it, and like we used to have to throw it in the dishwasher every oh, yeah. time. I also would like to say to people, please don't buy the green can of Parmesan. Don't buy the green <laughs> no. can. No. Okay, don't.
0: see, now we have... <laughs> both, because I feel like the green can tastes good with some things, and you know what? Oh my god, it has that weird stuff in it that keeps it from caking. No, 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 no. no. no, no. Because the best thing is when it cakes, and it's like midnight, and you don't know what to eat, and I just stick a fork in there, and I eat a ball of the
1: cheese. Oh my god, I want everyone to know that Amy's Italian. I want everyone to know this, that this is an Italian girl buying the green can. But I also make my own
0: sauce and use real parm when it's warranted, but there's something about the chunks of cheese in that green can. See, I feel like now, I'm not allowed to make fun of your jello.
1: <laughs> You're totally not because they probably are exactly the same thing. <laughs> they probably come out of the same factory.
0: Oh. <laughs> now, I want a big hunk of Parmesan cheese. I know, I kind of do too.
2: So, wait, I have a question about that because I like, I go to the store and I buy real shredded Parmesan cheese, but they also have in there Locatella cheese. And they mix okay. that in and they say, no, that's what people use instead of Parmesan. But I like Parmesan. Yeah,
1: I like just straight Parmesan. Like yeah, a they block usually do that Parmesan. because Parmesan's expensive. Yeah. So they do that to cut their costs. Um, I honestly, like, to me, there's no reason to buy pre-shut shredded cheese. No. Um, I mean, A, you can get a shredder like Amy, but I even just have a microplane mm-hmm. and I just use it all the time because I think. I mean, there's. It just goes. It lasts forever. Parmesan, and in tastes, a block, it in lasts a block. for. And if it gets a little moldy, you can cut that part
0: off. That if part it gets off. moldy in the shredded tub, yeah, then it's done. Right. And yeah. they That's always true. add some. Even when it's fresh shredded, they add something. It's like corn to like cornstarch or from something. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. you want to shred it fresh, definitely.
1: Um, what do you? What do you got? I know you have something, Andrea. You got to have some good gizmos. <laughs> well, it's so
2: funny <laughs> listening to Amy because she has all these gadgets, right? And I just like. I still swear by my handheld hand mixer, like my beat, you know, where I have the two little things that I plug in. I love that. And I have a really nice big Cuisinart, but I have to tell you, I don't take it down that often. Oh, no.
0: There's tons of stuff that I use my handheld for, even though I use my my Cuisinart one all the time. Okay.
2: All right. Well, I use that. That's how I make my sweet potatoes. Um, But it's so funny, because we've had this conversation, and I'll tell you guys, Amy was right. You know, I had the problem with my brown sugar turning into a lump of coal. Uh Uh-huh. And... um, and so that's where I used my Parmesan cheese shredder, was I would take the big hunk of <laughs> brown sugar, so put it over a silver mixing bowl, try not to grate my thumb while I grated the brown sugar into the bowl. Um, and luckily, Amy's and I think Rebecca's, too, suggestion of putting a marshmallow in the Amy bag the has saved the day. Yep.
0: yep. Isn't that amazing? I usually put like half, well, I have a, like a really big tub of, of sugar, but I put like half a dozen big marshmallows in there. Keeps oh my it soft gosh.
2: forever. It's perfect. It's perfect. And the other thing is, I'm really good. I have pans in every size. I have like huge Calphalon roasting pans. I have a turkey baster. I have all of these things. But for Thanksgiving, man, I buy one of those tin foil things that I can just throw away when it's done or really? send home with someone. Yep. Yeah, because there's so many, you know, when I have Thanksgiving here for the whole family, there's so many dishes and so many pots and pans anyway that those are the things that I would rather just throw away.
0: You know, if I told you some years how many days it took me to clean the roasting pan from the turkey, you, <laughs> yep. would, like, you, would, you would throw up. Like, yeah. I'll open the oven four days later because, like, who's cooking after Thanksgiving? And that thing is still in there. I'm like, right. oh,
2: crap. I didn't know so what I that. do <laughs> is I put the, the roaster, the, the tinfoil roaster, in my roasting pan so oh, I have the that's smart! Support of the roasting pan, but I can throw away the tin foil. So Oh, I that's put, really um,
1: smart! I put uh, parchment paper down. Do you know what
0: I love? I, I actually used this for the chickpea turkey. That stuff, the the Reynolds stuff that has tin foil on one side and parchment paper on the other, so it yes, like brilliant. molds to whatever shape yeah. you're putting it in. Oh, I love that stuff. <laughs>
1: um, so I'm, I guess I'm like the gizmo girl now, which I didn't <laughs> expect. I thought Andrew would have all these apps and stuff. So the first thing I want to recommend is the New York Times. They have like a Thanksgiving app. Really? I can't begin to tell you how cool it is. You can put in the number of people you're having for Thanksgiving, how many of them are carnivores, how many are vegetarian, uh, how much time you have to prepare and all this stuff. So like if you're even doing this last minute and it will pull up all these amazing recipes from the time the new york times database no the cooking way. database, and be like here's your thanksgiving meal plan for you that's cool and you can that's print cool. out the ingredients and get it done um i'd love that you can put in like vegetarians omnivores like it's so awesome that's amazing and perfect for last minute because if it knows you don't have time for whatever it won't start to suggest oh you needed to marinate that for four days yeah. before you did it um, also, buy a fresh turkey. That's, it's not a gizmo, but, like, don't yeah. buy a frozen turkey. No. Buy a fresh well, turkey. Well,
0: uh, you know what? I buy a really, really good, like, free-range, pastured, expensive yeah. local
1: turkey, but it comes frozen. Why? Yeah, I don't That's know. That's so odd. I know.
0: And, and it's, well, like, super gotta it.
1: expensive. And you got to remember to thaw it. Maybe for shipment, maybe they had to do that. Maybe. But um, so my other thing is a Bluetooth meat thermometer. mm Now, I can't tell you. I've had every kind of meat thermometer. I used to have one where the cord, like it was magnetic, so it's stuck on the front of your stove, and then the probe went into the bird, Mm. but it had like a wire that connected it. I can't tell you how many times I burned myself on that <laughs> <laughs> wire that was in the... Th- I mean, every time I'd baste the turkey, I'd burn my hand. So what this is so important for is don't trust the pop-up thing. No. Oh, no. Toss no. No, that no, no, no. Um, you really want to cook to the right temperature. And you don't want to... I Not even just for the undercooking. I think for the overcooking. Yeah. You want to pull that stuff out at like gross. 160, 165. Because it keeps cooking when you mm-hmm. take it out. Yeah, it'll raise like 5 or 10 degrees. Yes. and so And you need to let it rest so all the juice goes back in but this the bluetooth one what's so great is it'll just send an alarm to your your phone when you're ready I need when that. you need to baste or you need to or when it's done so you set the degree and then that way you stop opening your door because yeah. we talked about this off off whatever mike the other day that the more times you open to baste you're losing all the heat and then your temperature has to come back up to the temperature and you're unevenly cooking your yeah. turkey so Soak the cheesecloth in butter. Actually we'll put a we should put yeah, a know link what? to that. Um, I
0: have a fantastic recipe. link. I've been doing the yeah. turkey this way for a few years now from I learned it from Michael Simon on the chew where you soak the cheesecloth in like tons of butter yep. and lay that over the turkey and
1: you never have to baste.
2: So and you just sent me that, so we yep. should definitely share that. Yeah, so you baste
1: so that way now you really never open the oven door. Don't open the oven door. So you get yourself a really good Bluetooth meat thermometer and you'll use it all year. Mm-hmm. Like you'll use it when you grill, you use it you can use it when you roast chickens you should use it for everything um so my other thing is a site called cooking planet i actually think maybe they were also they're also an app i have to check but cooking planet um, p-l-a-n-i-t So they have all of these really great, uh, easy measurement conversions. So sometimes Mm. things like Amy recommended getting a scale, but sometimes, you know, if you really don't cook a lot and this is when you do it and suddenly you're like, I don't know how many tablespoons in a cup and I don't know how many ounces are. I mean, just a quick, easy conversion Mm -hmm. is really, really, really great. Um, So those are my like gizmo-y things. I don't use like my only serious gadget that is a total one item I don't use it the whole rest of the year is my chestnut scorer. That is very specific. So I'm a chestnut freak. Like I love chestnuts and I love fresh roasted chestnuts. I never knew this about you. Oh my God. So I buy them by the bag. I buy them by the pound. You know,
0: you can go to my mom's house and and like she'll pay you to pick them up. Oh my God. She pays my kids to collect the chestnuts.
1: So I um, score, you have to score chestnuts before you roast them or they'll explode. Oh, like a baked potato. Yes. So it's, and they're really hard. And so you to score, you have to take a very, very sharp knife. So you basically will cut yourself each time. So you have to make an yeah. X on the bottom of each chestnut before you roast it. Um, this is a little, it's French, of course, because they eat so many chestnuts. And you put the chestnut – it almost looks like a garlic press. You put the Uh chestnut in and then the little score thing that's just a little hard metal X and you press down like you would a garlic press and it makes the X right into each chestnut. That is my – you have to buy it. If you roast chestnuts, you have to have the chestnut scorer. It actually has a French name, which I will look up. But that I, is my one serious holiday gadget. I have so many. I mean, I have
0: a kitchen full of gadgets, but I couldn't think of a single one that was specific to holiday cooking. Like, I have everything. I have jalapeno cores. <laughs> oh, my God. I have, I have something that will make a hard-boiled egg into a cube. <laughs> Um, I had like literally I could probably do a blog post a day for like six months on gadgets. I'm oh not even exaggerating. That's I awesome. should do that. I should just turn my blog into a gadget blog. <laughs> I bought one the other
1: day that was supposed to like take the top off of soft boiled eggs. Totally didn't work. Oh, terrible. So I'm surprised the British don't have something for that. They eat so much soft boiled yeah. egg. All right. Well, that is. Those are our recommendations. We will have links to all of those things. Oh on our Oh man, Facebook page. these are going to be a know lot how of Amy, links. Amy's going to be doing this for like five years. Um, but I highly recommend the chestnut score, um, and I highly <laughs> recommend roasting your own chestnuts if you've never done it. Because um, I've it, never had a chestnut; they're so delicious. When you peel them, what does it taste it? like? What like do a nut? Tastes like they're a nut, um, but they're like creamier. No, you don't mean Brussels sprouts with chestnuts? No. Oh, that's like my go-to Brussels sprout recipe. Roasted Brussels sprouts with chestnuts and then a maple syrup glaze. Roasted. Oh, my God. It's so good. All right. So chestnuts on the menu. Um, We will be right back with our Bites of the Week.
0: You're listening to Parenting
2: Bites with Rebecca Levy.
1: Okay. We are back. Uh, with our Bites of the Week. And I would say Amy's going to go first, but I can't even imagine Amy has anything left
0: to talk (laughs) about. Well, I do because neither of them has anything to do with food. Um, So, like, I'm breaking from the food thing for my bites. Um, But they do both have to do with schools and school community. And the first one is called Kids Trade, and it's an app, and you can find it on kidstrade.com. And what this does is it's a very safe, controlled way for kids to find out what toys and other stuff their friends have that they don't want anymore and set up trades.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. It's We do that with books.
0: Yeah, you could do it with books. You can do it with anything. And there are all these um, measures in place to keep it fair, to keep it safe. You basically, you hook up with other kids in your school, and you can only connect with kids who are one grade above or one grade below or in your grade. And if there's anybody your parents want to block, they can block it. And if a trade seems really unfair, like somebody's trying to take advantage of you, it alerts the parent. Um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Is awesome. Yeah, so that's number one. Number two is called, uh, what is it called? Tendle. So, you can go to tendle.com. It's T E N D L E. And that's a community thing for parents. And again, you look up your school and you connect with with parents in your school. And in all of the schools that my kids have been involved in, we've used Yahoo groups for parents, which are such a pain. And like, you have to connect everybody. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. This is so much better. Now, I will say that the way that they, they seem to be trying to sell Tendle is like, You know, you can find out if somebody's bullying your kid and you can talk about that stuff. Forget that stuff. All right. I'm talking about carpools and bake sales and like organizing that kind of stuff. Or like when I needed to know um, when my son needed to know something about homework and he didn't know anybody else in the class, I could have looked up another parent. Right. If I were on this. So it's just a great way to
1: connect parents in a school. That is very cool. Andrea.
2: So I know we've been talking about turkey and Thanksgiving and how I've been doing the same thing for 25 years so <laughs> this year I think I may try something different my son loves to cook in a smoker we have this uh, charbroil simple smoker but here's the really cool thing it's connected it has an app <laughs> <laughs> so I may cook my turkey breast in there and basically you go through all their recipes there's a charbroil app and you go through all their recipes or put in your own and it will cook it for you. So it sets the temperature. It turns it on when it's supposed to go on. It's like a slow cooker. And um, it gives me at any time the temperature of the meat the estimated cook time and it'll tell me when it's done so that way i can be inside and cook my other stuff or you know whatever it is i'm doing and not have to be out there checking it opening it like rebecca always says don't open it um this is an outdoor thing right this is an outdoor thing yeah so in my house right off my kitchen i have a screened in porch and um it's out on the screened in porch so I don't even have to open the door and let all the cold air in. I can just check the app. And it's hopefully going to
1: smoke a really good turkey breast.
2: That, that sounds, sounds
1: awesome.
0: You know, I think Butterball has a a deep fryer that you they use do. inside. That's crazy to me. Like, it's, it's this giant deep fryer that you can put on your counter. I don't
2: think you should. Well, <laughs> inside, <laughs> I don't know. But you mentioned fryer. One of the things that this is supposed to do, and I've not tried it, um but they say that you can so called deep fry a turkey but you don't use oil. You use like one tablespoon of oil. In what? And then you in the smoker. And oh. then you just put it in the smoker, you close it and so it's got this meat probe, kind of like what Rebecca was talking about with a meat thermometer uh, that uses Bluetooth, goes to your app and you fry the turkey. I don't know that I'm gonna fry it. If I do I'll let you guys know how it is. But um, we'll be using the smoker this Thanksgiving.
1: All right. Awesome. So, um, my bite this week is Giving Tuesday. So, we all know Black Friday, we all know Cyber Monday, but Tuesday is Giving Tuesday. And it's actually hashtag Giving Tuesday if you want to follow it on Facebook or Twitter. Um, so, Giving Tuesday is a day where you can give back. Uh, There are tons and tons and tons of causes online. You can go to the Giving Tuesday website um, and you both you'll find companies that are making products that give back. Um, So, for instance, someone like Heart of Haiti or Save the Children has these really amazing products with these cute stuffed animals with Ikea. And they have these beautiful little bracelets. Um, Heart of Haiti has a ton of products in conjunction with Macy's. And they go back to the artisan small community of women who are making these products in both Haiti and also in Rwanda. Um, so Giving Tuesday, if you are really exhausted by all of the focus on buying, 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 buying on Black Friday and giving. Cyber Monday. Giving Tuesday is a great way to easily give back this holiday season and get your kids involved because they can do it online. They can follow the hashtag and it's um, just cool. It's just a cool way to start your give back this holiday season. Nice. So that is it for us today. Um, you can find us on facebook.com slash parenting Tell us what you thought. You'll find links to everything we talked about today. And of course On iTunes, Parenting Bites, like us, subscribe us, um, or subscribe to us, I should say. Don't subscribe us. And uh, rate and review us. That would be great. And on Play.it, where you can find Parenting Bites and all of the awesome CBS podcasts. Bye. Bye.